everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Twitch Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I am your director of fun and games for the evening. That's kind of what I wanted to see. Uh, they could have scored some more goals. They had plenty of opportunities. You want to see the penalty kill be a lot better. Uh, but with Claude Giroux back, it seems that this team has enough at least to beat the teams we think they're better than. Uh, I'm really happy with the way the team played tonight. Obviously, third and fourth lines could have been better. But, uh, you know, penalty kill could have been better. But overall... I wanted to see a dominant performance out of the actual NHL players in this lineup, and I saw what I consider a dominant performance out of the actual NHL players in this lineup. Uh, still missing, or still missing Voracek, still missing TK, still missing Lindblom. Braun was back at practice but didn't play. Still missing Lawton, but. This time, they meet the Rangers shorthanded, and look, the Rangers are missing Artemi Panarin because of uh, extenuating circumstances. They have Keandre Miller on COVID protocol, Capo Caco, so they were a little short this time, and I think it showed. I mean, Chris Kreider played a hell of a game, the two power play goals, and then the third to get the hat trick. That's, you know, you want to stop giving up hat tricks. Uh, it would be cool if guys didn't just score three all the time against them, uh, but I, I was really pretty much happy with what I saw out of the Philadelphia Flyers, and I want to see how you all feel. Not a ton of notes or anything on this one, just kind of a general feeling of relief. I, I This season, I thought maybe could start spiraling a little. It could get just, eh, they could just go into a little bit of a slide, I thought, coming out of the, uh, coming out of the losses to the Rangers last Thursday, and then, you know, a fifth straight loss to the Bruins in the outdoor game on Sunday, but they bounced whack, they bounced back. They bounced back, and I think looked pretty damn good doing it. So let's see what all you have to say. Defense in front of the net has to be better. Opposing players spend too much time uncontested in the blue paint. They absolutely do. They have to be better in that regard. The first way to do that is spend more time in the offensive zone. They did that tonight. Very happy with, uh, with that aspect. I, I think it's difficult to defend the front of your net because... Watch the game tonight. You don't know what is and isn't interference anymore. That said, um, the way players are able to oftentimes camp out in front of Elliott or Hart is it, it is it's it's a little ridiculous at this point. It's unacceptable. All right, let's scroll up. I was a newer comment. Let's scroll up. Get some old ones. G played phenomenal. Ghost two. I was really happy with the way a lot of guys played tonight. Um, but it starts with Claude Giroux, him coming back into the lineup, and the team really responded from the first shift. I thought everybody was just more focused. Everybody really seemed intent on uh, on making sure they got these two points. It, it seemed like they knew that they were supposed to come away with two points tonight, and they did, uh, obviously, it was a little tighter than it should have been. I mean, uh, what can you say about the Rangers goalie? He was, he, uh, Shesterkin was, was freaking awesome uh, for them. The Flyers could have scored 10 freaking goals tonight. Like, they could have. They had that many chances, especially early uh, on a couple of power plays that uh, looked really good but didn't result in goals. Uh, but I, I really, I think it started with Claude Giroux. I think he had a bounce in his step tonight, and everyone followed the leader. The captain really, I think, set the tone for this one. 
back in the win column. Yeah, he's a. Uh, yeah, it's 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 good to be back. It was it was very important to come away with two points from this one, and I think it's very important to sweep four points out of Buffalo coming up next. You have a more difficult part of your schedule coming up. You play Pittsburgh and Washington a bunch of times. You've beaten those teams, but it's not like they're bad teams. When you play the Rangers, when you play Buffalo, it's you need you need to come away with the points, and I think they got themselves off on the right foot uh, by getting the two in regulation tonight. Should we be concerned about how they can't score on the empty net? It legitimately feels like an issue. If that's what you're going to take the time in your day to be worried about, who am I to stop you? Personally, I would say no. They've scored on empty nets this year. The Rangers made some plays to break up <laughs> like empty net attempts. The other team has more guys. The fact that they had the puck and were able to really... Uh, not allow the Rangers to get set up with the 6-on-5, I thought was really encouraging. Uh, they didn't get too many chances in that regard, so I thought they actually played really well with the net empty. Why do you think the, uh, why do you think the penalty kill looks less aggressive, stopping the entries well, but the face-offs and letting them set up? Uh, I, I think, you know, the face-offs have been an issue for, uh, for a part of this season, um, especially in the defensive end, especially shorthanded. I think they need to be better that way. Uh, it seems like they lost a lot chemistry-wise with Niskanen, um, but I don't know. It does seem a little less aggressive. Uh, they need to step that up a little. Right now, I would say like the, the regulars who are out there, you only have so much energy. Like They're playing the power play. They're playing the penalty kill. They're carrying a lot of weight at five-on-five. Uh, and the guy, the backups who are in there aren't very good. So that's probably a part of it right now. But it's not just like a last three games issue. This was before the COVID break. This team uh, wasn't as aggressive on the penalty kill as they were last year when the penalty kill was so successful. And we remember they got so many chances last year because of it. They scored a bunch of shorthanded goals. I would really like to see that again become dangerous on the penalty kill. But first things first, you've got to start killing these things because Rangers' power play kept them in this game. They don't have Artemi Panarin. They don't have Keandre Miller. They don't even have Anthony D'Angelo anymore. There's no reason to be getting killed on the power play by the New York freaking Rangers without any of their good players. I mean, they still have... It's not like they have no good... I'm, you know what I'm saying. Like, you shouldn't give up three to Chris Kreider. What a fun hockey game. Good pace, physical, and some scoring. Yeah, and there could have been even more scoring. It, it was wide open for a bit. Uh, Flyers were picking up a ton of chances. Chesterkin was really good. Uh, I mean, you score four. I think they even said on the broadcast, you don't always see a four on the scoreboard and go, oh yeah, the goalie was great. But he legitimately was for them tonight. He was, that was, they might have the real deal over there. Ghost slap shot looking like rookie form. Patrick, some solid two-way play and a win. I am happy. Yeah, let's start with Ghost. Ghost looks more aggressive. That was the goal. I'm telling, like... Uh, I said he just needed one. He needed one to break through, and we then see, like, a next level for Ghost to get to. Uh, and I think that was it. And it was, you know, that a play off the backboards, a little bit of luck involved, but it was hustle and skill that made it happen. So I'm thinking we can see an even better Ghost going forward, uh, get that first goal, get uh, become even more confident. I'm looking forward to uh, watching Ghost over these next few games to see if he takes another step in the right direction. As far as um, 
As far as Nolan Patrick is concerned, he looked good. Uh, I think he's looked better the last few games than before the COVID break. Um, I could st- he could still be a little more aggressive, a little more assertive, but I, I thought he-, he played well alongside uh, Hayes and Giroux tonight. Hayes and Drew, I mean, obviously, those two were really freaking good tonight. Uh, Hayes, with the awesome goal, had a bunch of chances uh, early on. Giroux was just everywhere all night, three assists. Um, it's it's a good line for Patrick to build some confidence and get some things going and not have to worry about carrying a line. He's got two guys who have, you know, who know how to carry a line uh, as his line mates, so... Uh, small steps forward, I guess, for Nolan Patrick, but I don't know. He's, I'm trying to stay optimistic. I think he can develop into something. I just, you want to see a little bit more out of him. Uh, But I thought he was, again, I thought he was good tonight. He was perfectly acceptable NHL player out there on a line that played a great game. So I'm not, like, bashing him. I'm just saying, like, it's time to start seeing a little more out of Nolan Patrick than, oh, he didn't suck tonight. Yay! Like, I want to actually see him play very well for a couple of games in a row, you know? Maybe score a goal. <laughs> yeah, just a few things. Like, there was uh, there was a stretch tonight, I think on the power play, he fumbled, like, three passes. And it was just like, dude, accept a pass. Like, you're out here on the power play because you're a skilled guy. Even though you're not producing right now, everyone recognizes your puck skill uh, and your ability to make plays. Accept a fucking pass, dude. But I'm not here to bash him. He played pretty well tonight. Well-deserved win. Myers with a, bi- uh, with a big of an up-and-down... With a bit of an up-and-down game. Uh, Myers, I thought, was... Okay, tonight, um, I thought the defense overall played pretty well, minus on the power play, um, or on the penalty kill, excuse me, but uh, I really liked what I saw out of some of the defensemen tonight, Ghost with that big block at the end, uh, scored the goal, I, you know, I, the defense is gonna be a work in progress all year, the top four is coming around, I think they like what they have now, would still love to see them go make an addition, uh, if Matias Ekholm's available, go go make it happen, Chucky Two Trades. Just go make it happen. Uh, but I think the defense is starting to come around. Keys to victory. Don't play Boston. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's been the issue all year. They're now 9-1-1 against everyone not named Boston. You know, the overtime loss was to the Rangers when they had no players out there. And the regulation loss was that just 6-1 shit show against Buffalo. Like... Every other game, they if they don't play Boston, they come away with points. Usually, too. Uh, it's Boston's really good, and they're just kind of in the Flyers' heads right now. Uh, let's see here. Farabee is awesome. It's nice to see a guy breaking out this early uh, as Farabee has. That said, what the fuck was he doing on that one breakaway when he passed backwards to Couturier? Like, what was that? He picks up one assist, and suddenly he's just like everyone else on the team. Oh, I have to pass. Have to pass. All the time, pass. I'm joking. Farabee has been very good. I just don't know what the fuck he was doing on that one. Too many guys creeping in behind the defense. There were some late trailer plays. I thought the Flyers actually did a good job of that early in this game, and they could have taken better advantage of it. Um high-to-low passing. It seemed like some good give-and-go plays and stuff at the point were creating odd-man situations down low in the zone. 
off of passes from uh, from above the circles. thought they could have done that a little bit more as the game went on, but the Rangers could have easily adjusted. Uh, it was... Listen, the other team's going to get chances. They're going to get chances. What you can't do is take the amount of penalties they took tonight. Uh, that said, I didn't think... Like, I didn't think the officiating was one-sided or anything tonight. Like, I'm not comp- like, oh, they screwed the flat. No, I-, I just think it was oddly inconsistent. Like, and it's it's every game, every night. I could come on, like, officiating just sucks. It's a really hard job, I know. Um, it's really fast, the game. And you want to let the guys play. But sometimes it's like, you know, Bunneman gets called for interference for running a little pick play that... If that's if that's interference, which it is, but if you called it like that, um, the New York Islanders would spend exactly zero time at five on five. They would be on the penalty kill for entire games, um, and then like to call that one and then not call uh, Nolan Patrick getting wrapped around the head and tackled to the ice, like away from the play. I just uh, you know. You just have to shake your head at these officials. I don't think it's biased against the Flyers. I think they're just really bad. Love the top line. Yeah, I I like what I'm seeing out of both of, uh, both of the top sixes, uh, both of the top six combos right now with uh, JVR, Farabee, and Couturier, and then behind them, Hayes, Giroux, and Patrick. I thought they both were freaking dominant tonight, honestly. Zade Wisdom, better than Samuel Moran. He has to be, right? Like, Samuel Moran just does nothing out there. He has no place in this lineup. I think Mark Friedman was a better forward than Sam Moran. I know Friedman's gone. He's in Pittsburgh now. Ron Hextall claimed him. Way to go, Ron. You know what would have been cool, Ron? If you really thought, if you really thought Mark Friedman was something, Maybe you could have made, I don't know, that bum-ass coach, Dave Haxtell, that you loved so much. Maybe you could have told him, play this guy and help along his development a little bit. Hey, just a thought there, Ron. You know? But yeah, Zade Wisdom has to be better than Samuel Moran. I don't care if he's not ready. I don't care if he's only played five AHL games and he's fucking 18 years old. I don't care. He's better. Play him. Why not? What, what are you going to get worse? you're getting absolutely zero out of Moran. Why not get something, maybe? You can always send him back. It's not like he has to clear waivers. Tell Charlie to slow his roll on his coots is better than G takes. This team just plays with a different energy with G in the lineup. Listen, G is awesome. Uh, but Sean Couturier became the best player on this team uh, a couple of years ago, really. Uh, it was... It was you could say he became the best player on the team when Drew should have been MVP in that 102-point season uh, because we know what we know what direction G was trending in before he was paired with Sean Couturier. Drew was really good still. He's still a really good player, but Sean Couturier now does all the shit that Claude Drew used to do. Like, that's the, that's the thing. Sean Couturier is your 1C now, and he's really good at it. JVR really doesn't want to live in Seattle. Yeah. Man, this dude can play. It's not even just a hot streak now. He's just killing it. Uh, I've been waiting for the other shoe to drop with JVR. We know goal scorers are streaky. He's not on a streak. He's just playing freaking awesome. If the Flyers go out and acquire D-man of, say, Ekholm's caliber, what does it cost them? That's a great question. Uh, it depends on 
what Nashville thinks they are, I guess. Uh, but you have to start with a first-round pick. Um, I would love for it to be like a first-round pick in Morgan Frost, something of something along those lines, maybe. Uh, but it's probably going to take more than that, I would guess. G looked like the most skilled player on the ice tonight. Not the best player, not the best player necessarily, but the most skilled. I mean, Claude Drew, it's pretty rare. Like you have to be a really, you have to be up against like Connor McDavid for Drew not to be one of, if not the most skilled guy on the ice. Like he's still the most, he's got the best hands and everything, best passer on the team. Like he's still that. Um, it's you have to be a fucking legitimate Hall of Famer to be more skilled than Claude Giroux. How do we get Nolan Patrick going? I think he's taking steps in the right direction. I would love to snap my fingers and suddenly him be, you know, a productive middle six forward. Uh, but it's, it, apparently, it's going to take some time for him to really get going, really figure things out. I think he's looked better the last few games. Um... If this group stays together, it looks like it might with Hayes and uh, Giroux. That should be enough, you know. That if if that can't get him going, I don't know what will. We need to give Hart those kind of shot on goal numbers. They need to protect Hart better. They absolutely need to play better defense in front of him, and they need to honestly just score more. Like <laughs> this team should score a lot, uh, and they have for the most part this season. But they should control play. Uh, to more more along the lines of what they did tonight. I know the Rangers are not very good, and the Rangers are also shorthanded, so they're missing the few good players they do have. But this seemed more... I know the final score is only 4-3. It's not like they blew them out or anything. But the Flyers controlled this game for pretty much all of it. Um, you know, a couple of penalties. You don't kill them off. Y you want to kill those. It's not good not to. But... Like, the Flyers owned this game. They were never going to lose this game. Puck movement on the power play looks better, but the setup of the unit is blah. Yeah, and that's, I mean, when Nicholas Albe-Cubell is out there because you don't have a couple of guys, it, it's, you know. But, it, blah is kind of, I mean, they, they put together a ton of scoring chances tonight. That's the thing. I mean, that five on three, um... They didn't score because Shesterkin made some really good saves. There were a couple pucks mishandled, but they the power play, I don't love the way it looks aesthetically, but they put some freaking chances up tonight. Get Moran off the ice, can't even hit or fight, smallest six foot six player. Yeah, man, like he got laid the fuck out tonight too. That was that was a big hit. Uh, should have been interference. I mean, I have no problem not calling that interference. If you let that play go all the time, and Sanheim got away with one uh, at the end, I think when they were killing the penalty at the end already, he got away with a similar interference. But, like, the one on Bunneman gets called, and then you let those two go, and it's like, what the fuck are we doing, guys? Like, what's the standard here for interference? <laughs> like, it's just, uh, but yeah, like, Samuel Moran, it, it just fucking, like... It's to the point I just want to see him go... I don't care if he gets kicked out of a game. Like, just go up and cross-check someone in the teeth so I know you have it in you. Like, what else are you here to do, dude? We finally shot the puck. We the Flyers shot tonight, but... 
Unfortunately, Joel Farabee started passing, and I hate it. I really hate it. I want him to shoot. And, like, he picked up an awesome assist on the uh, on the JVR goal, so I'm, like, half-joking. But I, I, the other half of me legitimately wants him to shoot the puck every single time he touches it. Like, if he gets it at the red line, just fire it on that. I'm not joking. Chris passing, confident decision-making in, what, almost 40 shots? That was the most fun they've been since last regular season. PK sucks shit, though. Yeah, the penalty kill needs some work. It was. I thought it was a very fun game. It was kind of the game... A lot closer to the game I expected after the first period with Boston uh, on Sunday. I watched that first period. I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. And then fucking wheels fell off in the second period. That thing was a disaster. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I very much enjoyed watching this one. I know you hate expansion talk, but do you expose JVR after a career year to get rid of the cap hit and think he can't replicate this? Or do you risk the last years of that contract and protect him? I still expose him because you can always spend that money elsewhere. And there's no guarantee they want that Seattle is going to want to spend that kind of money on a 30-plus player at that point. Now, it's a pretty good deal for them. I think it's $7 million for two more years. Uh, like, that's that's not going to hurt you long term at all. Like, you can live through that even if, he's a, even if he starts declining. Uh, but... I still think you have to you have to expose them. You can always, if they take them, like then that's seven million to go out and you know get a free agent. Like there's pretty good free agent class this year, and money's pretty tight around the league, so it's going to be tough for teams to free up space to even keep their own guys, uh, go out and sign others. I wouldn't wouldn't mind having seven million now if he stays. He stays. Uh, but no, I don't think I'd protect him still. Elliot looks amazing one minute and incredibly shaky the next. Yeah, I mean, Elliot's a... He's a backup goalie. He knows his job. He looked pretty good tonight. Couple of bad rebounds, but um, he kept a minute. He didn't hurt them. That's, uh, like, Carter Hart legitimately hurt them on Sunday. They didn't play well. Um, a lot of things went wrong against Boston on Sunday. They had an A... I mean, they had two AHL defensemen on their fourth line playing forward. Like, a lot of things went wrong, but Hart legitimately hurt them in that game on Sunday. Brian Elliott, for the most part, you know what you're going to get out of him. Keep him clean, and he'll be fine. And that's what you got tonight. Gus scored a goal. Is Gus elite? Listen, Gustafson, he just needs to be better offensively than he is bad defensively. That's it. If he is just like... I'm not talking about plus minus is the stat. I'm just talking about like his ad attributes. Like if he's as long as his ad attributes and like what you see out of him, if he makes ten bad defensive plays but eleven good offensive ones, like that's what you need from Gustafson. That's who he is. He was, I mean, you couldn't ask for a worse defensive defenseman to start this season than you saw out of Gustafson. Um, but I think he's cleaned it up a little. He's still not a guy I'd have any interest in seeing play top four minutes. Uh, but what he can give you on the power play, what he can give you uh, in terms of moving the puck and offensively on the offensive side of the red line, I, I, it's not like I like him, but I think he's starting to find himself a little bit. 
I like the I normally hate two defensemen on the power play. Kind of liking the uh, the Gustafson Gostas Bear duo on the power play. Um, especially you know you don't have Jake, you don't have TK. Like there's only so many guys. Why not use those two together? Um, but I like uh, Ghost getting down low a little bit, having better shooting angles, being a little closer to the net. We all know. You know, he struggles to hit the net sometimes. He has some shots blocked sometimes. So get him out of that top point spot and get him down, like, into the in, into the face-off dots and maybe uh, maybe have an easier time. And he put up a goal in the power play tonight. So I'm kind of liking that structure. I wonder if they keep it... Uh, I wonder if they keep it together once the, uh, once the rest of the COVID guys come back. Joel should have taken the breakaway with Couturier uh, and then, you know, possible... Uh, and then created, you know, the possible rebound rather than wait for a 2-1-1. It was pretty flyerish. It really was. It fucking... It frustrated me to no end. And, like, I had just, after the... After the, uh... After the JVR goal, I, I tweeted out, like, Oh, great, now Farabee's gonna start passing all the time, too. And then right away, <laughs> he... He turns a breakaway into a 2-1-1 for no reason. Uh, like, bud, you're... Until you set up JVR for that goal, you were tied for the team lead in goals. Like, you're scoring them by shooting. I don't know, maybe shoot. Maybe shoot. But, uh, you know, uh, you can only criticize the guy so much. But that was fucking ridiculous. I really want to see a breakaway goal at some point. You gotta figure one's gonna go in eventually. I was fighting with a friend tonight who said, Heart equals Wentz. I say, hell no. What are your thoughts? God, that just sounds like a nightmare conversation. Like, okay, whatever. (laughs) My thoughts are, I don't want to even, like, that's just an annoying thing to think about. Like, not, it just shows me your friend doesn't know that much. Like, that's all. I thought Provy looked a bit more comfortable in the power play. I think G playing well in the power play unit has also seemed to help steady Provy. Yeah, he's just not that good at it. I want Provorov off the power play ASAP. He's just... Like, he fumbles the puck every every game. Uh, he, he's brutal to watch sometimes. The Moran forward experiment is not working. No, it is not. Uh, maybe try moving him back to defense, because this thing, is, it ain't going well. He's not doing anything. It's, it's not even like he's playing bad. He's just not doing anything. It's just a waste of time when he's on the ice. Nothing's happening. It feels like Farabee is on the verge of breaking out, but can't seem to get there yet. What? He's breaking out in front of us. Like, he's got a lot of goals. He's playing awesome. He's on the first line. Like, 22 years old or whatever. Like, he's breaking out right in front of us. That snipe by Hayes was a beauty. You know, sometimes I just... there. I just... Like, yeah, there are amazing plays. Like, shit, you go, oh my god... Sometimes I just look at something, I just think, imagine being able to do that with the puck. Like, I can't for the life of me even, like, I would have never even attempted it. I, it's it's mind-boggling. Uh, if you want more thoughts on Friedman getting claimed off waivers by Pittsburgh, why? Who gives a shit? Like, Mark Friedman is a 25-year-old right-handed defenseman who can skate. If he was any good... Like, teams would have been banging on our, banging down our door to trade for him. Like, 
He's just a guy. He's just a third-pair defenseman. Like, maybe not even that good of one. He's just a guy. He's okay. Like, he never got a... He was Ron Hextall. He was in Ron Hextall's first draft in 2014. And while Ron Hextall was running this organization, he didn't get a chance. So, like, what's that tell you? He must not be that good. Moose with some big saves, although his rebound control was really bad. Yeah, it, it wasn't... Um, It was... It was a lot... He looked... <laughs> the rebounds looked very Carter Hart-esque tonight. Uh, he's been, I thought, a lot cleaner with his saves this year than Hart has. But tonight, uh, way too many rebounds. But he kept them in the game. He did what he had to do to win the game. And that's what, that's what I ask of my goalie, especially the backup. I'm so curious as to what the top three lines will look like when they get... Uh, when they get Team COVID back. Yeah. That's a great... I've been trying to think about that, because, like, ultimately, you don't want JVR. Maybe, like, he's just playing so well, you just say, fuck it, I can't... I can't use my my biases... My biases of his previous career, uh, the seasons leading up to this one, to determine how I want to use him this year. Because uh, he is playing so much better than ever. Maybe ultimately you do want him um, matched up with other top lines with Sean Couturier. And Joel Farabee has seemingly some really great chemistry with JVR. So I don't want to break those two up. I It's... I can't... I don't know, man. Like, do you put those two back with Scott Lawton? Because that was a really good line. And then... You use Couturier to maybe get some other guys going. I, when they get back, maybe Lindblom and TK play with Couturier. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but it's... It, they have a... It's going to be an interesting situation because everyone's on different timetables. People are going to trickle back. I don't think we'll just wake up on Saturday and everyone will be back. Uh, that'd be awesome. But we'll see. They they do have some decisions to make regarding the lineup. Uh, yeah. Solid W in a must-win game. Wasn't pretty. Need four points against struggling Sabres. I mean, I thought they played pretty well. I, I, like, I don't want to call it a must-win. Like, a must-win game is a game where your season ends if you don't win it. Like, that wasn't tonight. It's a game seven. A game seven is a must-win game. Because if you lose, there ain't no other games. Uh, but they need to pick up points against these teams that they're better than. Especially, like, no Panarin, no Miller. Like, they, coming away with anything but two points would be ridiculous tonight. But they did it. They did exactly what they had to do. Was this the biggest shot on goal differential for the Flyers this season? Man, it's fun when the Flyers possess the puck and have ozone time. Yeah, it has to be, right? Like, they've only outshot their opponents how many times this year? I can't imagine... Like, they're only averaging 23 shots a game. Like, I can't imagine they allowed, like, 13 in a game or something. <laughs> Can we give Ron Haig next? It would be awesome if he wanted him. All yours. All yours, Ronald. Bold move to pass the puck backwards on a breakaway. Bold. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a strategy I've rarely seen in this game. It was... Uh. Was Keandre Miller away from the team recently? I kind of wanted the game postponed. I'm a little worried now. Listen, this is the world we live in. Uh, it could have been a contact tracing issue. He could have been, like, you know, in his home. Like, 
you know, everything will be all right. How do we get Niskanen out of retirement? You know, I've thought that, like, multiple times. Like, have there been any overtures, like, how would you like to just play the last month in the playoffs? Start skating, get yourself in shape, we'll bring you back March, April, figure something out, get you in the lineup for a few games, and then boom, top pair minutes in the playoffs. Three points in three games, missing half our team. I'll take it. Yeah, I, you know, four would be a little better. But uh, it's you got to get through this. It's why we talked about in early on in the season. Like, is it good that they're winning even though they're not playing well because it'll enforce bad habits? Well, here's the thing: you need those points because bad shit is going to happen this year. Like, all teams go on slides at some point. No one's dominant for an entire season. Obviously, all teams are going to deal with some sort of, like, COVID fucking issue like they are now. And it's hard to win games when you're missing a bunch of guys. So, it's, uh, it was important to make sure you got all those points that they did early on in the year. And now it looks like they're honestly starting to play a little better. Like, even that Boston game Sunday. First period, they were fine. Third period, it was already over, so you can't really judge it. But it was just, like how bad they were for a small stretch of time in the second period against Boston on Sunday completely determined the outcome of that game, and there was really nothing they could do, because especially with the lineup they had, I don't think they were losing. Like, I don't think the lapse that they had that caused them to fall behind by so much was necessarily the fault of being shorthanded, but once you're down a goal or two, like, Boston's really good. You're not going to come back against them without Claude Giroux, Jake Voracek, and Travis Konechny. Like, it's just probably not going to happen. Uh, so, you know, I think they could have, like, losing to the Rangers. I know it was a shootout on last Thursday, but that sucked. Uh, that Beat the Rangers every time, please. They're not good. I hope TK is watching Farabee and taking notes Certainly. Uh, TK needs to be more assertive when he comes back. He needs to fire the puck more when he comes back. I, I really hope, like, obviously, first and foremost, just hope he's healthy. Hopefully, if he did test positive, if it's not just a contact tracing thing, his symptoms were mild and, you know, he's he's 100% when he comes back. But, man, when he does, fuck, he needs to be a whole lot better than he was when uh, before he left the lineup. If you want to put two defensemen on the power play, use number six and number five. Why in the hell would you put Phil Myers on the power play? Like, what has he ever shown you that he should be on the power play? He can't get pucks through. It is impossible for him to hit the net. His shot gets blocked or he misses the net. There is zero reason to put Phil Myers on the power play. And I'm being totally serious. I'd rather have Robert Haig. I've seen Robert Haig shoot the puck and it hit the goalie before. Like, Phil Myers can't get the puck through. Makes no sense. Ghost on the wall is a good move. And, like, yeah, he's... Ghost is probably one of your better puck handlers. Ghost is probably one of your better puck handlers at this point with with all the guys you're missing, so why wouldn't you put him over on that wall? If you want Provorov on the power play over Gustafson, I don't know what to tell you. Provorov's not good. He's not good at the power play. He's awesome at a lot of things. Not good at the power play. 
if Patrick moves to wing full time, who is going to be the three and four C? Well, uh, Elaine Vigneault said this isn't a permanent thing. Now, of course, if he continues to play really well at the wing, if he looks like he's developing and gets better each game, maybe it does become permanent. But he said this is a short-term thing to get Patrick going. Scott Lawton becomes your three C. He was kind of it was kind of already trending in that direction before all this shit happened. We were talking like. Scott Lawton, 3C, Nolan Patrick, 4C, um, and then Bunneman's your 4, like, I, I would love someone better than Bunneman, I don't think they have anyone better than Bunneman right now, so, that's if Patrick moves the wing, I, I, I don't really think it hurts your depth all that much, because you do have, uh, three good centers in Couturier, Hayes, and Lawton, Provy's inability to handle the puck cleanly results, in way too many lost offensive possessions and chances, and often ends up in goals against. Yeah, and like, you know how hard it is if they don't win the faceoff for them to gain entry and get set up on the power play. When he's mishandling one puck a game and giving away just one possession when you are set up, it, like, that hurts you. That's taking away potential goals. Let's get a few more here. Wow, we're already at like 43 minutes. Jeez. D giving up way too many stretch passes that result in two on ones and one on O's. Yeah, I, I that's gonna happen when you're when you're aggressive though. Uh, like if you have eleven scoring chances and the other team has two, I'll give up a play every now and then if it's just the result of being aggressive. Now you don't want to be stupid and get out of position, but that's just what that's gonna happen when when you're aggressive. It's you know, sometimes plays go the other way. No one just has the puck for 60 minutes. I've seen rumors about Forsberg being moved to Nashville. He makes uh, he makes six mil over the next year, so cap can make it really tough. But do you think another legit goal scorer could be added, especially if a top four D-man is not available? Yeah, I don't... I would have no problem with going out and bolstering the offense... But I just don't know on the price. And also, all right, he's got nine this year. He's like, he's such an odd player to me, Philip Forsberg. I never I never really know what to make of him. Uh, I guess I wouldn't be opposed. I didn't see what's his total. Like, what would you have to give up for him? Because, like, six mil, you have to make the money work. So I don't know exactly how they would go about doing that. What's he actually signed for? So this year and next year, six million. He is only 26. Wow. He'll be 27 in August. Yeah, I'd definitely think about it. It's just, I don't know. I don't know how to go about making trades this year with the cap situation. Like, it's going to be, it's going to take some creativity. Hague in a third for Forsberg. That'll probably be good. They'd only have to cover, what, 75% of his salary? All right, guys, we are going to wrap it up there. Thank you all for hanging out. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content delivered to you pretty much every day. We have all sorts of shit. You know, the obviously, the post games get posted after every game. The flagship show, BSH Radio... Uh, we just have so much going on. I can't even name it all because I want to finish this beer and go to bed. All right, so that's it. Uh, Broad Street Hockey, uh, rate and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. Um, I don't think I have anything else to sell. 
I will see you all on Saturday. Have a great week, everybody.